Hello, my name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. I'm just joshing. I'm not Inigo Montoya. I'm the mercenary. And this is the Mercenary Podcast. Today is going to be episode four. And today in our content, we're going to be covering preventative care. So... Before we get into actual what preventative care is by definition, I'm going to tell you the first line of preventative care. It's ultimately the decisions you make every day. Your lifestyle, your habits, it increases or decreases the chance that you have for certain diseases, and a lot of them are kind of plaguing our nation. It's going to be nutrition, regular exercise, mental health upkeep, all those play a role in risk factors for certain preventable diseases. Not all diseases you're at risk for can be prevented by living the perfect lifestyle. Uh, That's just not a thing. Uh, Some diseases, they're genetically inherited. You can't really help it. You're going to need the actual um, care that comes along with those conditions going through life. But in all actuality, this leads us to what is preventative care? It is what it says it is. It's care to help find, prevent, or manage conditions that lead to poor health outcomes. Types of common conditions that preventative care seeks to manage is going to be illnesses that are caused by viruses. It's going to be keeping you up to date on your boosters and vaccines. It's going to be cancer screenings, obesity screenings, alcohol abuse screenings, depression screenings, blood pressure screenings, cholesterol screenings, screen door screening. Now, that's... That's not healthcare. That's that's more of a contractor. If your if your screen door is broken, don't go to the doctor. Um, they're gonna look at you weird. If your provider is in network, you get one free annual checkup that covers all of these screenings, depending on your age and what you got going on. Um, but yeah, insurance c- should cover uh, the one annual checkup screening. It's like the physical checkup. Make sure physically nothing's getting worse. What is Non-preventative care. Non-preventative care is what comes after the preventative screening. This includes further diagnostic testing, special visits, specialist visits, other primary care visits, chiropractor visits, dietitian visits, physical therapy and occupational therapy visits. I can't think of any other visits, but I'm 99.9% sure there are more visits. These services require you pay certain amounts out-of-pocket as out-of-pocket expenses. If you remember last week's episode and you were paying attention and listened to it, you're going to know what the out-of-pocket expenses are and deductibles and coinsurance and co-pays and maximum out-of-pocket. I'm not going to harp on that, though. Go listen to last week's episode if you haven't. Your plan, they go towards your deductible. I'm going to repeat that. These services require you to pay certain out-of-pocket expenses, but if they are covered under your plan, they go towards your deductible. Who is going to oversee preventative care? I've never heard of a preventative care physician. I've never heard of a uh, preventative care nurse. So what is this? Who is this? What is this? Anyway, who oversees preventative care? It's the provider overseeing your preventative care. Shit. Mulligan. Who oversees preventative care? The provider overseeing your preventative care is your primary care provider. 
There is no preventative care provider. It is your primary care provider. It's your family doctor, the doctor that knows you, and your health history, the doctor that's been taking care of you since you were a kid, if they haven't retired. If you don't have a primary care provider, or what we call in, you know, shorthand, PCP, it's not the drug. It's, it's a physician, not the, you know, I'm going to hallucinate my balls off PCP. It's the healthcare provider PCP. Then you should find on and in your network and schedule an appointment to see them. If you have your insurance and you go to find a provider near me, it should be able to guide you to a PCP, not hallucinogenic drug provider. And you can make an appointment and they can make themselves familiar with you and your healthcare in the past and your conditions and kind of keep the ball rolling that way. If it's your first time seeing a primary care provider, you should bring your health history with you. You should bring your medications with you, or maybe not the physical medications, but a list of those medications, dosages, frequency, all that kind of stuff. Uh, you should contact your former primary care provider, and they can provide the new provider with records from your years of health care uh, for them to review so they can get familiar with you. Uh, yeah. That does it for preventative care. I don't know what to talk about now. Um, that was another disappointingly short episode from my end. Um, I think I might need to talk to someone about this. This is becoming a recurring issue. Um, but anyway, while I am busy scheduling an appointment with my primary care provider to talk about my premature sign-off issues, um, I would like you guys to do me a favor. Go check out my website. It is themercenary.com. Check out the links to my Facebook, the Instagram, X, not the party drug. And while you're there, um, you can listen to the episodes I've already posted. You can see the show slides from what I've uh, been reading off of that I made and spent a lot of hard work and research making. That would be greatly appreciated. And also... Since I am leaving you guys with such a short episode this week, I figured I might as well leave another ho 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 fun fact. Uh, this is going to be another one, actually, from the blogs of the Library of Congress of uh, 10 wacky medical treatments from history. This article from 19... This article from 1899 reports on a hotel in Australia where you could go for rheumatoid arthritis. In this treatment... Whenever a nearby whale died, patients could be rowed to the whale. Then the whale would be cut up and a narrow hole made in the body. The patient would then lay down in the carcass for around two hours. Could you imagine that? Could you imagine being paying all this money to go to a hotel and then get rowed out to a dead whale? And then be like, mm, no way, mate. This is, this is the treatment for rheumatoid arthritis right here, mate. Just go ahead and just get in that blubber, lay down in there. Yeah. Is it still warm? Does it smell like fish? The process allegedly relieves soreness and inflammation. And this may be the best part. The treatment was reported to be discovered by a drunken man who was staggering along the beach near the whaling station at Twofold Bay and who was seeing a dead whale cut open. Took a header into the decomposing blubber. 
<laughs> and I don't know. I guess he just laid there for two hours. I was like, boy, Crikey, mate. All my pain's gone. This is fucking miraculous. I don't know what the hell happened, but I can move my knees again for the first time without pain in like 20 fucking years. I swear to God, mate. Oh, my God. All right. Takeaways from today's episode. Go get preventative care. Don't go laying dead whales. Visit my website. And as always, this is the mercenary signing off. And I will catch y'all suckers next week. <laughs>